Thank you. You can be seated. I want to invite you down like the kids. I see how popular Sherry's talk was. I think I'm going to do my talk like Sherry. Say, like Sherry. Like Sherry. Awesome. You know, I don't know if uh, many of you are like I am, but I no longer get many Christmas gifts because by Christmas time, I've already bought everything I want for myself. Uh, Now, buying a bunch of stuff isn't really my normal pattern. I actually hardly buy anything from January through August because uh, even though my birthday is in January, to be honest, those eight months really don't matter much to me. I just think of those eight months as the months that get us to September, October, November, December. Everyone say with me, hunting season. But as a hunter, I can't wait till Christmas to get the things I need, right? Because by the time Christmas Day gets here, there's only one day left in hunting season. And so it just seems better if I get what I want when I want it rather than waiting on someone to give me a gift. In fact, I've been doing this so long that I have to admit to you, I'm not really all that good at receiving gifts anymore. And it kind of makes me feel a little bit like, you know, Scrooge. Well, I wonder if receiving a gift is kind of a lost art, an art form that most of us possessed when we were children because we were dependent pretty much on everyone else to give us the things that we need. But who wants to be like a child, right? I mean, isn't it true that as adults, there's a certain kind of power that we feel whenever we order something off Amazon and it arrives at our door the next day? You feel like you did that. And we all know that, you know, shopping is addictive. It just makes us feel good uh, buy stuff uh, and get it when we want it. And really, I just want to make the point that it's way more pragmatic to buy your own stuff. It's better for me to get what I need than for you to try to figure out what I want and then you get the wrong thing and I have to return it, you know, without you finding out about it, right? (laughs) Gift giving is so inefficient. And have you ever noticed That when you buy one thing, there are always a bunch of accessories that you have to buy to go with it, right? Uh, I've I've owned my farm for a couple of years, and so this year, third year, I'm thinking about maybe buying a tractor. But if I buy a tractor, I have to get a bucket, and I have to get a mower to go behind it, and I have to get a disc for plowing. But the reverse is also true. What if I owned all these accessories, but I didn't own the main thing? What if I didn't own the tractor? It would, the, the accessories would not be of any value to me because accessories in life don't work without the main thing. And this is how life is. You and I can have all the accessories, but without the main thing, our lives really don't work. And I think that many of us instinctively know this. We've accumulated stuff. We've gotten promotions and with those promotions came more money. But all of our possessions and money 
sometimes leave us feeling empty. And I want to suggest that it's because we may not have the main thing. And without the main thing, life doesn't work. But you know what? There's an even more serious problem, and it's this. Jesus said that the main thing can't be bought. You, just, you can't just go get it. You can't order it off Amazon. You can't earn it. You can only receive it as a gift. On one occasion, some parents brought their children to Jesus, much as these children came down to the front today. And they brought them to him so that he could bless them. Well, when Jesus' disciples saw it, they rebuked these parents for that because they thought Jesus was way too busy and way too important for a bunch of kids to come bother him. But when Jesus saw them rebuke those parents, he rebuked them, and this is what he said. Let the little children come to me and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of God. And based on that, Jesus made this next statement with absolute certainty. He said, assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. So what does it mean to receive the kingdom of God and enter it as a little child? Well, probably many of us know that when Jesus came to this earth the first time, he came to die and rise again so that we can have eternal life. But you may not know that Jesus said and promised that he would come back to this earth a second time. And even if you have heard of his second coming, you may not have heard that when he comes, he's going to set up his kingdom. Jesus's kingdom is the goal of human history. To not enter it or be part of his kingdom is to miss out on what life is all about. It's like having all the accessories and not having the main thing. But Jesus said that to be part of his kingdom, you have to have a relationship with God. And that's why on another occasion, he told a Jewish leader named Nicodemus, he said, Nicodemus, unless one is born again, he cannot even see the kingdom of God. If you and I want to be part of his kingdom, we have to be spiritually birthed into a relationship with God. He has to become your father and you have to become his child. And Jesus said that requires a spiritual birth. So how does that happen? Well, the apostle John, one of Jesus's closest followers, explained it this way. He said, but as many as what? received him. And when, they was, when he said him, he was talking about Jesus. As many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. Believing in Jesus and receiving him as your savior is how you become a child of God. It's how you enter his kingdom. And this relationship with Jesus is the one main 
thing that makes the rest of life work. You see how important that is? This means that every one of us should be asking, what do I have to do to make certain that I have a relationship with Jesus Christ so that I have a part in his kingdom? And most of us think that the answer to this question is, I have to be good, I have to go to church, I have to donate money, I have to recite a bunch of Hail Marys, I have to get baptized, I probably ought to memorize some Bible verses. And some of us even wonder that if we commit a really bad sin like adultery or murder or abortion or rape, can I even dinner the kingdom of God if I've done those things. But you know what? Jesus said that's the wrong way to think about entering the kingdom. Jesus said you can't earn it. You can only receive the kingdom when you believe in the king. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not what? Receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. The main thing is a gift that has to be received. So if you're like me and you're not all that good at receiving gifts, Maybe we should take a lesson from our children. Our kids were pretty amazing gift receivers. When we lived in Kenya, uh, in East Africa, uh, Linda had a friend, not, this is her sister, this is not her friend. Linda had a friend named Shannon Moore, and Shannon was a doctor of internal medicine. When you met Shannon, you immediately knew that she was one of those incredibly capable individuals. She was intelligent, insightful, well-adjusted. She had traveled the world and was, by all standards, a pretty successful uh, individual. There wasn't much that Shannon hadn't seen, and she and Linda became lifelong friends. And Shannon always visited us wherever we lived in East Africa, and she would often visit at Christmas time. Well, one Christmas, we were living pretty deep in the bush, off the grid, uh, down on the Tanzania border, and I had gone up to Nairobi, the capital city of Kenya. I'd gone up to get supplies for Christmas time, and in those days, there wasn't a lot that you could actually purchase in Kenya, and so this made getting Christmas presents for the kids somewhat challenging. And so when I returned from that supply trip, I brought each of the girls an apple for Christmas. Ben couldn't have one yet. He didn't have the right teeth for it, right? I brought each of the girls an apple for Christmas. Not a bag of apples, not a candied apple, not an Apple iPhone 10. <laughs> Just one apple. But our girls were... Yeah, can you say apple? <laughs> Sherry. But our girls were so excited to receive an apple for Christmas that you would have thought they were apples of gold. And it made quite an impression on Shannon. She'd never seen anything like it. On another Christmas, we lived way up in the northeast corner of Uganda, and Ben was about seven years old, and Shannon came to visit again, and she made him 
uh, a seat cover out of an old hoodie sweatshirt. That's why I wore this one today. Some of you are wondering, doesn't he have any clothes better than that? I do, but they're all camouflaged, right, for hunting. (laughs) Well, when she gave it to Ben, he didn't know what it was. And since she made it out of the, you know, this part of the hoodie, he thought it was a hat. So Ben put this hat on his head and the strings were hanging down and he said, I love it. (laughs) Once again, Shannon was amazed that any kid could get so excited over a handmade bicycle seat cover out of a repurposed old hoodie. And Dr. Shannon Moore still talks about those two events to this day because our children received their gifts so well. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. Y'all, some of us have lost the art of receiving gifts as a child. We always get what we want when we want it. And I can tell you, I'm right there with you. But a little over 2,000 years ago, God gave us the gift of his son. Jesus was born as a descendant of David in the town of Bethlehem to a virgin named Mary. And Jesus is the key figure in all of human history. He is the main thing. And so if you've got all the accessories and maybe you've been pushing hard this Christmas to get a few more, but you don't have a relationship with him, I want to invite you with childlike faith to receive him. Because without Jesus, everything else, everything you've worked for, fretted over, spent your hard-earned cash for is just an accessory. And so I want you to do this. I want to invite everyone to stand right now. Stand with me. And if you're willing, I want you just to open your hands right there in front of you like a gesture of receiving. You don't have to if you don't want to, but if you're willing, I want you to do that. And I'm going to pray a prayer. And I want to invite you to pray the part of the prayer that really applies to you, okay? Just say it in your own words, to yourself and to the Lord. And so let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Christmas and we thank you for the gift of your son. And Lord, you know that most of us have a ton of of accessories, but some of us may not have him. And Lord, for some of us, we know right now our lives aren't working. And they're not working because we're far from you. And so Jesus, I believe you died for me and rose again so that I may have eternal life. And so right now, just like a child, I receive you into my life. I want to be part of your kingdom. Save me for eternity and help me make sense of my life. And Lord, for many of us, we do have a relationship with you, but we still need what only you can give. Lord, this Christmas, some of us need the gift of faith to trust you in a very hard time. 
Lord, others of us need the gift of insight to see the way forward in our lives. And Lord, others just need the gift of your spirit's presence to replace the loneliness that they feel in this holiday season. Lord, we believe that every good and perfect gift comes from you. So with faith, we receive your gifts of love. And we pray this together in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen.